All right, welcome to Pre-Snap Read. We're two sports editors of the DGN Omega newspaper here. Anthony Marsicano, my second year on staff. Nathan Meneskis, my first year on staff. And we're putting together this fantasy football podcast because we figured it's such a huge thing, you know, at DGN. Teachers are always talking about it, I feel like. Kids are always talking about it. You play for money, punishments, whatever. And, you know, we've never really done that kind of content here before on the Omega, so we thought we'd uh, give it a shot on the podcast here. Usually it's going to be like stardom sit-ems type, like answering questions. We might, you know, reach out to listeners for questions on a week-to-week basis during the season. But we do have just over a week before the NFL season starts, and this is like the most common uh, week for drafting, right, Nathan? Yeah. That people do. So we figured we'd kind of go through ESPN's like ADP rankings and then you know, give our own thoughts about that and kind of do some analysis here before the season starts. You know, I guess we can just jump right into it here. Uh, number one overall, pretty obvious, right? Christian McCaffrey, number one, you're taking him. He has high upside. He had arguably the greatest fantasy season of all time, mm-hmm. but he's going into a low... I don't know if Darnold is going to be able to score. Like, I don't know how many touchdowns he's going to get. He's going to be a PPR beast because he's going to catch a lot. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, if you want, like, touchdowns, if you're in a standard league, maybe you want Dalvin Cook over him, why wouldn't you take? He's drafted Mm -hmm. 1.4 average, so that means he's either getting taken one or two. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions when we got to Dalvin Cook, who's number two in the ADP, is if you are in a standard league, which is no points per reception, so, like, you don't get anything if if a running back catches a pass, would you consider Dalvin Cook over Christian McCaffrey for that touchdown upside? I mean, I would. They run they run a zone blocking scheme on the offensive line, which really just creates big holes for them. You don't need him to be catching the ball, and he's going to run. He's going to score touchdowns. He'll definitely have a game where he has at least four. The only thing about it is that you may lose him for three, four games a year because he mm-hmm. always gets injured. Yeah. Just what Just what happens. Right. Okay, if you do get to Dalvin Cook, if you get to the second pick and – uh, Dalvin Cook's not gone. You're for sure taking him at two, no matter what league you're in. No, I'm, no, because Camaro is your next guy, who's at who's ESPN's ADP is three, and Alvin Camara is he catches passes. He's a better. He's never had a 1,000 yard rushing season, but he's for the past three straight years, I believe, he's had 1,000 yard receiving. Mm-hmm. He scored six touchdowns in the game. He did. Had him for that. I'm yeah. Like, won me a championship. <laughs> so it's really, it's personal preference. Like, obviously, Dalvin Cook is, like, a standard beast. But if I had number two, I'm taking Dalvin Cook just because I have a little Vikings bias in me. But right. three for Alvin. But anyone taking Alvin Kamara at two, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to be like, whoa, and yep. make fun of that pick. He definitely did have that six-touchdown game on Christmas Eve, Christmas? It was Christmas I don't know if it was Christmas Eve or Christmas. I think it might have been Christmas Eve. So that might yeah, I don't know why they would play. I don't know why they'd compete with the basketball games. They don't normally play on Christmas. Either way, he had six touchdowns. He had the multicolored cleats. Amazing game. Won me a championship. But I'll shut up about my fantasy team. Do you think people are going to be drafting him for his touchdown upside, which may not be there because of that kind of recency bias? I feel like people are going to be like, like the last big game of the year, he scored six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll... I don't know if we'll even get four touchdowns in the game this year. He's not – he's a big play guy, but I feel like at goal line carries, they're probably going to give it to Latavius Murray, which is why having him as a backup is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. But his upside is just his catching. If you're in a PPR league, you're going to get points. So 
That's what I did last year. And I would totally recommend if you do end up drafting Kamara in a later round, take Latavius Murray. Cause if something does happen to Alvin Kamara, we know he's a capable back and he can get you those goal line touches and put up a ton of points. Honestly, any guy that gets hurt, unless like if Dalvin Cook goes down, get Alex Madison. Like I had him for that one game last like, year. He put who up, like, is it? Mike points. Davis was like RB. He was like RB four for like majority of the season. Mm-hmm. And then Cap McCaffrey came back, but he was a beast. He's on the Falcons now, so we should get to Mike Davis real quick. Where are you, where are you taking Mike Davis? I've I've heard good things, not so good things, predictions about the. I don't Falcons. really know. I feel like he's a guy you have to see where the draft's going and see what your personnel is after the first four rounds. But he is an RB one. Gurley didn't really do so well, and I don't know if that was on Gurley because he's just he's just not himself anymore. But mm-hmm. I don't know. That's not a running offense. It's never been. So I don't, it's really just depends. It seems to me like he has all the tools there. He's the RB1. He had that great year in Carolina last year, but I'm not sure about him. Maybe third round pick? Really? You think he'll go before that? I think he, honestly, I think he go fourth round, fourth or fifth round. I haven't drafted yet. I haven't um, either. So they're all this weekend. Like I said, it's just, you got to see how your draft's going. See what what personnel you picked up. Then you decide if you want to take a risk on a sleeper. Gotcha. That's who's not really a sleeper, but you get my point. Back to the ADP. Number four on ESPN's ADP is Derrick Henry, of course. Thoughts on Derrick Henry? You think he's over Kamara? You definitely don't think he's over Kamara. I don't think he's over Kamara. I think he's a bit overrated because he had a 2,000-yard season last year, and that everyone knows overrated. after a 2,000-yard season, they always tend to go downhill. So I that's my feelings on Derrick Henry. He's lost... He lost a wide receiver in his offense, and they can probably cover A.J. Brown. Oh, wait. They, what add, am I, they added Julio. What am I saying? I was no, going to no, say, no. yeah, yeah, Okay, I like him a little bit more. <laughs> I was thinking Corey Davis was, like, a loss, and they only had, like, Adam Humphreys left. but Replacing him with Julio, that's not yeah, much Yeah, no, that's actually yeah. a win. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like he's. it's really hard to have back-to-back 2,000 yards, and now that you have two number one receivers in your offense, you're going to want to throw it more. And he's not a pass catcher out of the backfield. Quick thoughts on Julio Jones. We have the ESPN, you know, top 24 ADP, and he's not on there. A.J. Brown is at 22. Um, You think Julio Jones is a third-round pick now? I wouldn't take either of them the first two rounds. Really? Because they're going to take each other's touches. If I want a number one, I want a true number one, which is why Calvin Ridley's going so high, because he's the only one on the team. Is Calvin Ridley going too high, though? He's like, at, they have him at, tw- at 20. It's really a personal preference. He's, I feel like he proved that he can be a number one wide receiver, mm-hmm. so I don't see him not being a number one wide receiver. I don't know if he's going to be, like, I don't know, top five receiver this year, but if he is a top five receiver, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think the thought is, like, if the best corners were guarding Julio last year and then the, he's been go- doing that against the second best guys, can he do that against Jair Alexander instead he of a Kevin it, King? He proved that when Julio went down for six games. And he had his best games when Julio was not playing. So, j- yeah. yeah no, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It was like the whole thing was Juju Smith-Schuster mm-hmm. when A.B. left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we got Saquon Barkley at number five. Uh, he's returning after that ACL injury, right? He's returning from an ACL. He doesn't have an offensive line. Mm-hmm. He, I, Daniel Jones is not... <laughs> Daniel Jones, I don't think, is the answer at quarterback. Mr. Turnover. I think he's just going to be – I think Saquon's going to be just the only factor on that team. And if he's coming off an ACL, I would try and avoid him 
Now, if he some miraculously falls to the second round, take him because he's Saquon Barkley. But unfortunately, I don't think the Giants put the pieces around him. Assuming that he is going to drop in drafts, what pick can you not refuse him at if he falls that far? Any what? second round pick. Really? So even if he falls to hey, nine, he's pick. okay. If he fell to the, let's say it's a twelve man league, and mm-hmm. he fell to thirteen, I'd maybe not take him. But really? anything past like fifteen, I think he's a must. I think he'll go way before that. I do too. Like, but if he were to fall, I think if you can get him at a second round value, I, you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Next up, these are clearly PPR rankings because we have our first receiver at number six, Devonte Adams. Arguably the best receiver in the NFL. It's not much of an argument, but yeah, he's pretty much the best receiver in the NFL. He's got Aaron Rodgers. We know what he can do in fantasy. Uh, are you comfortable taking him or seeing him as the first receiver? Yeah, the just because he's, I mean, they're running it back on the Packers. Um, Revenge season, kind of, that mentality. Yeah, with the whole Jordan posting on Instagram mm-hmm. with the last dance. Another big thing is that he has the second best corner in the league on his team, which means he doesn't have to see Jair Alexander any week. Mm. That's a big like upside. I think they, they do, play the they Rams. They do play right? the Rams. NFC okay. North has the West. So, yeah, I feel like obviously the Ramsey game. I don't think he's going to put up numbers, but you never know. So, that that's my thoughts on him. I think he's a little high at six. I wouldn't take a wide receiver in the first round personally. Neither would I. But. If you are on PPR, it makes why not go get the best wide receiver in the first round? Mm-hmm. The best guy at any position leads us right into our next guy on the list, Travis Kelsey, best tight end in the game. He's got Patrick Mahomes, obviously. At again, at seven, are you comfortable taking him, knowing you're securing the best at a position with like no? There's no question about is Travis Kelsey going to put up numbers? Like we know he's going to get touchdowns. Are you comfortable with? I'm him there? not comfortable taking him in the first round because he was he had the best. Arguably the best season by a tight end ever mm-hmm. last year. And like I said with Derrick Henry, it's really hard to follow up those seasons and go back-to-back. Back. He's de- definitely second-round talent, but I would not take him the first round. I wouldn't. I don't know if I could argue take my first pick in a draft being a tight end. Yeah. Unless you're like, you just loved Kelsey, which people do. And you got to think, like, Kittle's coming back, so he'll be a good value. Mm-hmm. And Waller's still a beast, so... There are good tight ends in this draft. I feel like a tight ends position is something that, like, you can get by just having a guy that hopefully can just get you 12 points a game. Mark Andrews is the king of getting you hopefully 12 <laughs> points a game. I've had him, like, four years in a row. Yeah, that's me, too. I'm a running back first preference guy. I like to stack my running backs and then think about receivers next. Same. But, you know, if they fall that far, if they fall far enough, you can't resist. Yeah. I'm curious who you would take in these spots because you're saying everyone you're pushing back to the second round what about Zeke we got him next at eight I like Zeke Mm -hmm. I think Dak's coming back he may not be as healthy as everyone thinks Dak's coming back he plays his best football when Dak's back his off I think they improved on the offense they improved on the offensive line Mm -hmm. um everyone's healthy that's just like everyone's healthy on the Cowboys like he should definitely I'd take him at five at five you're not worried about the fumbling problem he had last year, nope. you think that'll all go away with Dak's return? Yep. Okay, fair enough. I Zeke at five doesn't sound too bad. Second receiver that they have going, they have at number nine, ESPN has Tariq Hill going at an average of the 11.5 pick. Kansas City, second Kansas City guy within the last two you know, mentions now. Thoughts on Tariq Hill? He could have a, he could have a big season, but his only problem is that he's just a speed guy. 
And if you like, he can definitely get shut down game and get shut down a lot. And the joke is, is with the Kansas City Chiefs is that you put all the receivers into a hat and you pick it out who you're going to start that week because mm-hmm. it's they win by committee not by players, and just Tyreek Kill happens to be their best receiver, but he's definitely, he may not score as many touchdowns as you would like. I agree on, yeah, Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs are kind of a mystery with who you want if you're going to, like, if you know you're going to take one in the first uh, round, if you're going to take Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and you've got all those guys here that are stealing. you got Clyde Edwards-Alaire yeah. stealing things. Who's that other speedy guy? I'm totally blanking on his McCole name. McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman, that's him. Yeah, he'll have a Big game or two. Yeah. I feel like Tyreek Hill is a big, like, three receptions, 300 or 200 yards, and a touchdown. Like That Randy Moss game. Yeah, from, like, yeah. those that those type stat lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he is the reason why I missed the playoffs last year. I mean, because he cause that Buccaneers game, yeah. what do you have? He had 50 points in the first half. Mm-hmm. It was horrible, but <laughs> he has high upside. But it's just there's going to be weeks where he's going to suck, and there's going to be weeks where he's going to be amazing, and that's just how the Chiefs are. Travis Kelsey's the only like sure thing, like probably gonna get you 15 points a week, mm-hmm. and that's how fantasy is. Like you never know. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, we're all just guessing, but you know, some of us happen to be better at guessing than others, and that's how you win leagues. Our final, like the tenth guy on our list here, we got Aaron Jones, second Packer that they have up here. He's always been a beast. He's always been someone that I think has fallen outside the top round in my drafts, and someone had, picks him up and goes crazy. I had him. I got Dalvin at eight last year, and then. Whatever the next one I had, I got him, and they were beasts. The only problem is that for the first four games, he'll be the feature back, but I think after that, A.J. Dillon's going to start getting a lot of touches. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that, just because I don't want touches going away from my my first running back I picked. The Packers are like the Chiefs, and they don't get like that with any, like, really good team. We can agree the Packers are going to be really good this year. As a Bears fan, it pains me to say, but, you know, there's going to be people competing for touches, and they will go out and they'll score a ton of points every game. I think the Packers might have led the league last year in scoring. Probably. I think they did. Don't quote me on that. But um, it's going to be going to a lot of guys. Definitely more competition with A.J. Dillon in the backfield, but I'd still— I'd still be comfortable. I would love Aaron Jones on the wraparound pick if you're in a 12-man league. Yeah. You have 10th pick, and you— somehow get Aaron Jones on the way back. I would love him there, but anything higher is yeah. you're taking a risk. And then we'll do we'll do the top 12 if you're in a 12-man league. So we'll finish the list uh, after 12. At 11, though, we got Nick Chubb. I was surprised to see him at 11. I had him personally way higher. We talked before we recorded. You, you have some thoughts on Nick Chubb? It's just because it's running back by committee there. Like, Kareem Hunt, he's he should be a number one feature back if he didn't have the whole kicking scandal and everything. <laughs> the whole. So that's the only downside on Nick Chubb is that his other running back, I think, is going in like the fifth or fourth round. Like, mm-hmm. very good guy. They both get, they both steal touchdowns from each other. They that's do. the thing. And it's just any given week on who's going to have a better week. Having both guys, probably <laughs> really cool. I wouldn't personally, but starting them both each week would be. Would that be a tough thing to get by mentally? Yeah, like, just what because they, you never know, because there's some games, they will both have 20-plus points. It's the ultimate boomer bust decision. Yeah. Yeah. And OBJ's coming back, taking mm. more pass plays. Browns are stacked. They got uh, Jarvis Landry there, too. Austin Hooper still yeah. down there. Yep. David and Joe. Just a ton of talent on that offense. They might be pretty They're good all, this They're year. probably the best offensive line in the league. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're a Steelers fan, so you might be a little biased with your Brown takes, but you get to watch them twice a year. Yeah, I so. do. Mm-hmm. Maybe three times like last year. 
Ooh. And then finally, Jonathan Taylor comes in at number 12. How do we feel about Jonathan Taylor? Who yeah, I, he should be a late check-around pick. Yeah, he and not. Way. And then it's the whole thing with Kareem Hunt, except there's three other guys behind him that are all getting touches. You got Marlon Mack, uh, Naheem Hines. Yep. I probably butchered that, but Naheem Hines. I didn't see the hype around Jonathan Taylor last year. I still don't see it. Yeah. Like, I... He had one good game against the Packers, Mm -hmm. if I believe, that really just took shot him up. The Taylor owners in my leagues were like, oh, I'm waiting on this guy. I'm waiting on this guy. The whole team's injured. Like, the entire team. Like, I swear, every day I'm getting a notification saying, this player went down with an injury on the Colts. Who's their quarterback? Sam Ellinger for the first however many weeks? I think I thought Carson Wentz is going to be able to come back. No, Sam Ellinger got hurt. No. Yeah. Did he? he? Yeah, he's out for the season, I believe. QB3. The Florida talent. No, Jacob Eason. Felipe, Jacob Eason. Okay. Yeah, sorry. He, was he at Florida? He went to, I, I know he, he went, went to, to Washington, but I think he was originally at Georgia, sorry. Yeah. But Eason, Jacob Eason's, I, right now, if Carson Wentz still hurt, he's their starting quarterback. Was he a 2020 draft, or did they take him and Ellinger in this draft? He, I think he was a 2020. I think so, too. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah, I'm not trusting Jonathan Taylor with... He was hurt last year for a little bit, so we didn't... I feel like we didn't see that much of him. Yeah. That's my alarm, 745. I think that about wraps it up for our first our first episode here. Yeah, definitely. Um, went through the top 12. We might put out a sleeper pick episode, if we can put that together before the season, before drafts. Yeah. Um, but starting next week, we're going to start doing Stardom Sit-Ums. Uh, be sure to follow us on all socials, dgn.omega on Instagram. That's the Twitter handle too, right? Yeah, it should be the Twitter too. Um, definitely the Instagram though. We're, I want to put up like, you know, they have a question feature. Yeah. We want to hear your guys' stardom sit-ums, and we'll talk about that on the pod. We think that would be really kind of like a mailbag. Yeah. So definitely follow us on that. Next week, going to start doing stardom sit-ums. And yeah, that's pretty much it. You got anything else? No. I think this about wraps it up. All right. Well, this, is, this has been Pre-Snap Read. We thank you so much for listening and signing off.